Underdog Notebook Podcast, a podcast featuring the stories, trips afield, and legacies that are left following great gun dogs and classy bird dogs. I'd like to thank my sponsor, the Pride Dog Food, for their excellence in performance dog nutrition and Orvis for allowing me the written platform for my outdoor writing. I'd also like to thank the other friends and contributors that make this gun dog community such a great thing. Thanks for listening. This is the next episode of the Gun Dog Notebook, hosted by Darrell Smith. Okay, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook. I just wanted to give you guys a bit of a short intro as to some of the new things going on. So that particular intro, the one that you guys are all used to hearing by this point in time, um, if you're new to the podcast, the one that just came on, that's going to be the last time you hear some of the content in that particular um that particular intro. The music will stay the same, but I'm adjusting it because I got a surprise. Um, and it's not just for music, trust me. It's, it's not. It's for the whole podcast and the whole brand. Um, the Gundog Notebook has a new sponsor. Definitely a new sponsor. And if you've been checking my social media and things like that, you... Uh, Probably you've seen a, a particular name pop up. That particular name is Dakota 283 Kennels. Um, I have just really been impressed with their products. Um, and some of the information that I've read on them uh, in the past. And Greg Cronkite, the owner and founder, reached out to me. I, uh, he liked the podcast. He liked what I'm you know, going for and what I'm bringing to the table. And he was so kind enough to offer offer me a uh, sponsorship position. I had already been window shopping them for a while anyway. So, you know, I guess the stars aligned for me. And now we've been so blessed to be sponsored by Dakota 283 Kennels. I'm excited about it because, of course, I'm getting a new pup come February 23rd of this month my birthday month, which is about to be a turn-up month. But also, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because it's a new transition um, into bigger and better things. And not to just boost them, but when you see when you see the things that Greg is putting into the science of these kennels, You'll understand, you know, price points and things like that. Um, I think it's very important to take care of the place that your dog stays as far as his crate. I think it's very important to have a quality crate, um, whether it be in the truck, an SUV, or just at the house. I also am very excited about it because the kennel that I'm about to stop using um is very light and the Dakota 283s I don't have to worry about some super heavy steel kennel there's a lot of different reasons um Greg is very interested in the science of building very good things and you know pushing really good ideas Dakota 283 has definitely set itself you know apart from a lot of other kennels in the market um, as far as strength, durability, and things like that. Um, I will actually have one very, very, very soon. And like I said, I'm, I'm not just trying to sell you on something. I've been studying these guys for a minute. I do a lot of research on things because I care about my dog. And also just going forward, you guys will have the opportunity to get a promo code from me. 
Um, if you do not have a Dakota 283 kennel, I would recommend and suggest that you look into it and pick one up. That code will be available on the next podcast. Um, I want to get all of that stuff straightened out with Greg and make sure that I can offer as much um, as much quality and opportunity as possible through the podcast. And uh, I want to make sure the promo code links work. And so, um, you know, give me a, a, a second to kind of get all the information squared away. Um, and it'll be available for you guys the next episode um, of this particular podcast. Now, I also want to shed some more light on my other sponsor, the Pride Dog Food. I feel like I don't talk about them enough. You see their logo and stuff like that in my my uh, image covers and episode covers, and, and I've definitely done a bit of photography for them um, with Ruger and the dog food and stuff, but just to kind of just remind you all how impressed I've been with the Pride, I really, really, really would be lying to say that I switched from the other dog food brand, a very top tier brand. I switched because honestly it was keeping weight on my dog. The way that I run my dog and, and the, the amount of pressure that I put on him um, during a hunt, and by pressure I mean just physical stress, um, he needs stamina and endurance. That's been my biggest thing. And I don't know how many people talk about a lab having stamina and endurance. But I'm going to use a book reference. If you go read Mike Gould's The Labrador Shooting Dog, he definitely talks a bit about that. And a Labrador being able to be truly versatile. I consider labs the Swiss Army knife of dogs. And for that, I expect my dog to run. I do. Ain't got to run like a pointer. I'm going to have that soon. But I do want you to know just how many great things, you know, the pride is doing for my dog. And though you, it's not readily available at all times, they are fairly well known in quite a few states. If you get a chance to get your hands on the dog food or you would like me to put you in contact with one of the representatives, reach out to me. You can either direct message me on social media. Instagram is probably the best for that. Facebook, the next best. Or just email me at thegundognotebook at gmail.com. Um, I really want to shed some more light on the pride. Um, and that was something that had always been on my mind. But... I, I just never really wanted to sound too pushy. But the only way that I figured I could do that was through the podcast and be as authentic and genuine about it as possible. So anyway, um, look forward to more from Dakota 283. Look forward to more from the Pride. And I really want to kind of start pushing some more of my thoughts and ideas. I hope you guys appreciate it. And, uh, you know, stay tuned. We got another episode. I hope you guys' hunting season has been awesome because it is definitely ending, <laughs> seems like around the globe, but around the States, hunting season is really kind of, finding itself on the way out this season. Hope you guys had a great one. Um, I'm starting to see trial stuff pop up, hunt test stuff pop up, um, new puppy stuff. That'll be coming up in the spring. So there's a lot of good things that happen at the end of the season. So it is not the end. It is just the beginning of something new. You guys will see more from this podcast as well. All right, on to the episode with Richard Mumpower. Okay, this is the Nastra Field Trial Recap out in Alabama. Richard is a really, really, really awesome dog man and has taught me a lot around the way over the years. And I mean, it started out me buying pigeons from him and now we're doing field trials together. 
Stay tuned for this one. I thought it was really good. We recorded on the way back um, in the truck. So it was a little bit of truck noise in the background, but we recorded on the way back. And, um, you know, I just... I just really, really, really hope that y'all can just get involved with the other part of the gun dog community outside of hunting if you aren't already all right stay tuned and uh i'll catch up with you guys okay all right now that we're recording <laughs> the moment we've been waiting on. all right so right now richard what are your thoughts about the whole about summons performance and the whole field trial in and of itself I had fun. I mean, the atmosphere, the just the way. I mean, nobody comes there with bad dogs, so that was kind of. I don't know. I was just hoping that I could compete, you know. And Summit did outstanding. I was really pleased with her performance, being the first time, you know. Mm -hmm. So she, I, I was really happy. Right. Right. Um. So the setup that we have, when and this was Nastra. We let me preface that by saying this was Nastra. Um, and for those that don't know, it's National Shoot to Retrieve Association. Right. So it's set up pretty much. They place a bunch of birds in what were there five quadrants in the field? I think it was like five sections in the field. How they explained it. To Imaginary, you. right? Uh, right. Not that we necessarily knew about it, but according to them, it was five sections of the field. Um, you run a bird, uh, one dog versus another dog. Um, in this particular situation, you had the first brace was Summit, your German short hair versus um, the English, English set. Yes. yes. Buzz. Buzz. Was that his name? Something like that. Yeah. All right. And then the second brace was the showdown. Yeah. <laughs> that was the showdown. Um, that was against last year's Alabama champion. Uh-huh. An English pointer, of yeah. course. So I'm just trying to get out of that. <laughs> I'm just trying to get out of that field. I'm just trying to get out of that field with a fine so I don't get skunked, right? I mean, as soon as they said it was the last year's Alabama champion, I'm like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> and and before we even get into it, you did not get skunked by no no stretch of the imagination. Oh, no. She, she did well. So we're here in Tuskegee, Alabama. On the road back. Um, my job in this whole thing was to shoot. I didn't necessarily know all of the rules to that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> which is good to learn on the fly. You can't, I couldn't walk past you, which my, not do not walking past you in the beginning was fine. It's after the shot that got me because when the, before the dog retrieves, I have to be behind you. Right. And there. when I was walking, you were like right on my yeah. rear end, <laughs> and you you were basically speeding me up. And I'm like, Drells need to slow the hell down. <laughs> yeah, my bad. First time. So, what was also interesting is we could not talk to each other. Right. Um, and so in my head, there were certain parts about the whole about both braces. I was like. I was hoping that either you were going to call Summit to a certain area or Summit was just going to backtrack herself and, you know, clear it out. Um, but it's hard because I can't talk. And so I'm and I'm sure you've got your own set of thoughts going on with the dog. Right. Uh, you know, mine is holding a gun. I'm pretty much observing and I'm watching everything that kind of taking notes in my head. In mm -hmm. that last that last. Uh, that la the second brace, you did. You, <clears throat> both of you guys let's cleared just, that area. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do one brace and then we'll move we'll on. We'll go to the, to the second brace. one. Yeah. All right. That way I can keep them because I'll forget. Yeah, it was a lot should, going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first brace against the English setter. Yes, and and then Summit finds the first bird, locks up on point, and uh, we couldn't see it any of the dogs right you know we were so far back and then the judges told us that 
They said, point. And I'm like, which dog? And the guy said, your dog that your judge had called him. And I said, okay. So we started walking over there. Before we get there, the setter took the bird out. Uh, and so we got the point and the find. Well, uh, we got the point because it, they call, he wrote it as a safety. Right, because the dog didn't back. It just ran through it. Right. And then uh, when I saw that happen, I was like, I got to get away from this dog. Yep. Um, so I started moving Summit away from that dog. But man, it just kept like being in the area, right? And I was yeah. like, oh, I got to get away, got to get away. Well, and that's the, I think that's the tough part about figuring it out because in some instances, you kind of want to be near the other dog yeah. in the event that you get a back. Yeah, but I was scared. I was even scared to try that. Right. Because it was our first brace, the first time ever, you know, and I get in there and I just didn't know. I didn't know if she would back a setter, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm like, well, I can't get a zero if I don't let her see the dog point. So I kind of stayed away for that first brace because I just didn't know. And then we get to the back of that field and she locks up on point, hard lock. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, she did. And, uh, she pointed that bird, man. That bird was 20 yards away from her. Well, well, and even with that, and the judge knew where the bird was, right. he kind of was like, uh, maybe you don't need to, you know, don't worry about getting cut up. And he didn't give anything away. I just thought he was maybe just trying to look out. Yeah. But the bird, like you said, was 20 yards away. In, in my opinion, minus the flushing, the point was nice. Oh, yeah. In any other hunting situation, real life hunting situation, I would have rather, my opinion, would have rather her lock up that far away from the bird. You, you. Yeah. I mean, because a wild bird's not going to let you get that close. Not at all. And it'll flush up. Where this bird, pin raised, she pointed twenty yards away. You just can't. You can't find the damn bird. Uh huh. Because you're looking. You're wanting to find the bird five feet in front of her, right? Right. But no. Anyway, had to relocate that. Had to relocate her on that bird. Right. And when she relocated, she bumped it. Yep. So didn't get points for that. Uh, and then, let's see. And then we kept going. So once we left that, we kept pushing further to the right of the field. Like, so kind of, if you can picture where we were. Right. Um, you walked kind of right diagonal and we went to the other far corner of the field yeah that's where um i flushed that bird and then we ended up calling a safety on that one yeah she she pointed that bird and that dog that setter had a beautiful back on her yeah remember uh, yep wow mm-hmm. I, I don't get what happened to that dog on the first bird <laughs> second time he backed her it was, it was a great back yeah and uh she pointed that bird right on the edge of the boundary of the out of bounds area. Yep. But uh, the bird flew in bounds towards the judge. I yelled safety. And now here we are. We're with two birds, two safeties. And I'm, I'm like, I've got to find another bird. We've got to get a retrieve so these safeties will flow over, right? Mm-hmm. Because with a safety, uh, if you get a retrieve, those safeties turn into what that score of that retrieve is. Right. And uh, went back down towards the left-hand corner. She went on point. You got that bird up mm-hmm. and uh, shot it. She got the retrieve. I think we got 80 points on that retrieve, which wasn't yes. bad. And it would turn the others into... Uh, it turned the others into 80 points as well, which gave us a 6-11, put us in first place. We held on first place for a while. Oh, wow. And then two braces came in back-to-back, <laughs> knocked her to third place. It and, felt good, though. You know, it, it felt really good, right? It felt real I'm good. I text everybody, hey, I'm currently in first. <laughs> but uh, the show ain't over yet. No. So anyway... Uh, so yeah, that was a good run. Like, but I mean, Summit. I'm sorry, Summit outmatched that dog. 
The first one? Yeah. Oh, the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah. She she outmatched that dog, and it was very, very evident. It also seemed to me like that first brace was Summit's warm-up round. Yeah. It, it kind of sort of. I mean, because she didn't, she didn't, the se- all right, when we get to the second one, cool, but she didn't make any of the same mistakes from the first time going into the second. Right. Um, now, the second, the second brace. Yeah. With so, a pointer. That was the, the, the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, that so was, this one is against Luke, an English pointer. Uh, I don't know if he's out of LU lines. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't remember if they if he said it was or not. I don't remember. It was a few LU dogs there, though. Right. Well, quite a few. But um, this one was everybody that I talked to prior to going in there, they were like, yeah, you got your work cut out for you. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And so then I find out the damn dog is the Alabama, last year's <laughs> Alabama champion. So I really was looking. I, I just did not know what we was going to do. Right. But uh, we released those dogs, man, and they were, they were gone. Yeah. Now, and very interesting race. It was almost like watching, like, two 400-meter runners just out the blocks, just yeah, they, were, they were gone. It seemed like both dogs wanted to be in front. Yeah. You know? and, and it was all business. Yeah, they got out there 200 yards quick. Yeah, they and, were gone. Uh, Anyway, now, the pointer found that point real quick Right, first. he found the point. He got that bird quick, right out of the gate, found it, went on point. And at this moment, I am still not sure if I want to try to get a back <laughs> or let's go find a bird while he's busy. You know, right, that's what I'm right. thinking. I'm like, while he's busy, we let me go find one of these birds before this pointer finds everything and I don't get anything. Right. So that's why I didn't steer her towards that dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he flushed his bird and shot, Summit ran over there anyway. Right. Um, and then they were kind of crisscrossing each other for a second. Because they actually ran in the same area. A couple of times they ran in the same area yeah, on that break. they were hunting the same areas. But both of them pushed that left far side of the field. They hit it hard two or three times and nothing came up. Nothing comes up. Um, And so then by that point in time, y'all then separated. Right. His dog went somewhere else and and then you, if I remember correctly, ended up pushing towards the opposite diagonal. So now we're at the far right, if I just remember correctly. Yep. And then his pointer goes on point again and I had no choice there wasn't going to be a piece where I didn't. I wasn't bringing Summit away from this back either. She right. was going to get a back in this, or we were getting ready to get a big zero on backing. Right. But she, she was right there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, she slammed on point from about 100 yards away. Mm-hmm. And I called back and moved up. And uh, the, the, the guy, you know, flushed the bird, shot the bird. And then we took off. Man, we worked hard for our birds on that brace. That was that was that was one. If you don't, if you didn't have a dog that was as as experienced, yeah, and as smart, because that's the thing too. When you, this is straight, it's a game of chess. It, it that's what it seemed like. Okay, making decisions two steps ahead. So all right, if that dog is either with a dog like that that you were up against, an inexperienced dog or or a dumb dog, it could have very well not made made the decision to follow the other one and that pointer would have swept that whole field like a vacuum. Yeah. Or and and some had made a couple of decisions on her own to just either go retrieve a bird or to keep hunting. Well that was and that's what happened next was Summit we went we were I started working I tried to was trying to figure out okay what bird's been found and what parts of the field would there be a bird because these have been found, right? Right. So I started back towards that left corner, and Summit was, you know, right all there. butt up towards that area, and then slammed on, just spun around, slammed on point. Right. Judge really got a kick out of that one. Oh, that was the point with her. It was the classic point with the hand, with the yeah, arm she up. Yeah, had the arm up. Yeah. Tail, tail intense, puffed up like a cotton ball. Uh-huh. And, uh, 
Yeah, that was gorgeous. Yep. And then you flush that bird so and called a it safety. Was a safety yep. And she released and caught the bird and brought it back from about 100 yards, 150 yards out. And so had a really good retrieve and we got retrieving points on that because the the point was done, the find, the find the point, the flush, everything was done but the safety and she was allowed to bring that back and get points for it. So right. she, she got like a, I think a 70, 70 maybe on that. On that one. But it was, it was just very interesting how she kind of took the, took the initiative and uh, continued to chase that bird. Yeah. She knew it was going down and she could catch it. I don't like that. <laughs> I, for I was not happy with her doing that, but. Mm-mm. But I mean, it saved you a retrieve. Yeah. So no, again, that's not ideal. Yeah. But you got points for the retrieve and everything like that. So then we bring that one in, and then we push the opposite direction. Yeah. So now we're going back towards where we started. Back towards the gallon, right? Back right. towards the starting line. Right. Well, and, back towards where we started. And both dogs were there. They both of those dogs went through that area at least twice and then summit we turned you and i turned around and walked past that bird Mm -hmm. and summit ran past us and then wheeled around slowed up slammed on point right and then you flushed flush missed the first shot (laughs) i wasn't going to say i have no shame missed the first shot i did and then followed up. Thank God I forgot to, for once, thank God I forgot my chokes uh, this morning, forgot to change them out. <laughs> so my second shot, I had enough to reach out there and knock that bird back down. Yeah, and that was um, good retrieve too. <laughs> that, were, that was the best retrieve. Yeah, she got like 70 something on that. Yeah, so. that was the best retrieve. But yeah, I, I felt like I was about to shit my pants missing that first shot you just have to think about it and slow down i do like the the pairing up of two people one shoot one control the dog um and we i mean you don't have to have a shooter i just no you don't have i to. just know summit has better manners when uh i'm standing by her right so i felt that having a shooter would benefit me and i mean i would honestly i would do the same thing like if I was running a dog, here, <laughs> I just asked you to shoot. Yeah, let me handle the dog. Right. And the only thing I have to worry about is the dog. I don't have to worry about the shooting. Right. Until you miss, then I, I was like, <laughs> oh, please, 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 knock this bird down. Woo! It fell. And I was like, God. I looked at you, gave you the eye, gave you those stink eyes. <laughs> Every other shot, though, was one. Yeah, you're right. You did good. We were cool on it, but it was that last one. Um, so by this point in time, it comes down to one bird. Yes, because now, you know, each brace, they put birds out where the field has five birds, right? And now I have two birds, and that big dog has two, has two birds. Yep. So there's one bird left, and we've got like five minutes, and it's no, a, we have four, four. Yeah, we were at four minutes by that point. Man, we, I just know we were both trying hard <laughs> to get that last bird. Even the judge says, "I know what you're thinking. Where in the world could this bird be?" <laughs> and so we push back all the way back to the very all back of the, the way field. back to the very back of the field. And now, in my mind, couldn't say anything. I wanted to tell you to go back there because neither dog has searched that area thoroughly enough. Right. They didn't. And, and it's just, it's weird not shooting and not, I mean, I'm sorry, it's weird not handling. And so the stuff that I'm seeing go on between the two, I'm like, dang, like, all right. And I, and I wonder if it's really like that when you're hunting too, if you just overlook areas or pass areas because both of you guys in the process of looking for that last bird yeah it, it literally it was like yeah, he was pushing a whole nother area right. you were pushing it and it 
literally came back down to that last little patch. And that last patch, he was standing next to that patch. Mm-hmm. And I worked Summit behind him and towards that area. But when we got to him, I just, I was like, yeah. I, didn't, I really didn't think there would be a bird there because where he, where he was standing, I figured right. his dog had already cleared that. So that's when I turned around and started working the other corner and then I heard him yell point and I was like Dah. Yeah. Was I it. was just hoping he would miss or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean he found it, he got that bird in. I, best of luck to them. I mean it, I, it was a really good yeah. run. That that came down to I mean we're talking about the last couple of minutes. Yeah. That, that was, was cool. a good that was cool. Um and so for my my first experience, I'm definitely going to do that myself and go back again. Yeah, so Durrell had to become a NASTRA member today. <laughs> yes. He had to become even, a NASTRA member on the spot. You don't even have your seven-week-old puppy yet. <laughs> and you're already a NASTRA member. No, if so, I didn't do that, I was going to do it anyway, but you wouldn't have got your points. Right. So for the listeners, yeah. we didn't know. I'm a, I'm a newbie as well, but... Uh, your gunner has to be a member of the NASTRA uh, association, right? And so we did the first brace, and Darrell was gunning for me. When we come off the field, the uh, they had found out that, yeah, Darrell needed to be a uh, member. So Darrell joined on the spot. <laughs> right. Which was cool. It was cool. I'm glad I did. I'm glad you brought 50 bucks with you so you could do it. Dude. (laughs) I I was like, uh, and something this morning told me, grab some cash. Yeah. Just grab some cash and go. And I I had it right on me. I was like, man, okay, well, we're here now. (laughs) That's cool, though. I mean, to be honest, that was a good group. Yeah, they were cool. So Um, being the newest being the newest master member in the National Shoot to Retrieve Association because I know no one else has joined since you have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're, you're very freshly <laughs> new. How do yeah. you, what do you think about the, what do you think about it? So, I kept saying all day, I'm a, I'm a competitor. I'm just natural born athlete, so on and so forth growing up. I like NASTRA better than I like any of the tests that I've already seen. It, and it, which ain't a whole lot, but I've seen enough to say what I do and what I don't like. I like it because number one, it's a follow up off the season. Um, number two, you actually need to be pretty good at shooting. <laughs> you do. Um, and number three, it plays into my bias for English pointers. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely does because it's interesting. Everybody had either a pointer, a setter, or a uh, German short here. Right. There, there was, was one a, Brittany, but that's right. it. That there is merit to that for for some reason for me. Um, I don't know what it means. Yeah, I think. I mean, honestly, it's probably because of the region, right? I mean, maybe just, so. Yeah, you really don't see a lot of like wire hairs and stuff down here because of the heat. Right. You know? uh, down here with the heat, you mostly have short hairs short or English pointers and. Can't, you can't deny an English setter is a great dog. So. Right. So, I mean, I like that. Um, everybody's really cool. George Gordon was cool. Old school guy. Yeah. You know, he you was need really to get cool. a podcast up with him. Yes. Yes. I definitely want to work on that. But I'm definitely going to do that more. Um, I have been having my own kind of internal battles with what type of field trials I wanted to do. Um you know, I'm I, I'm registered with American Field and all kinds of stuff because you got to do the research, and I like knowing the stats behind dogs. No, man, and I'm stuff telling like you, that. we need to do UFTA, UFTA. Yeah, I'm here and for just it. Just try that and see how that is. See what it works. I mean, at this point, I'm in the game. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I'm in. So, you know, not, and now I know I actually have something to work for. I'll probably spend the first you know, or the majority of my hunting season hunting and then afterwards pick up, you know, pick up, finish out with Nap, uh, Nastra. Um, so it was a really good environment. And I mean, I, I like shit talk too. <laughs> I do like 
little trash talk goes a long way. Um, I like the point system. And there's nothing wrong with a stand being judged on a standard. That's fine. But, I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, my dog can perform. It's another thing to say my dog's better than yours. In a friendly way. In a very friendly way. In a competitive way. We got that one. And then you just, and I also saw something where you take last year's champion against more or less a newbie. Right. And it was a, it was a, a really good run. Yeah, it was a draw to the last two minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was almost, it's like watching a boxing match or something like that. And you got your. was really good. Yeah. You got your heavyweight champion of blah, blah, blah. And the new guy comes in and. In, in a lot of ways, you want to root for the, the underdog, pun intended. <laughs> you want to root for him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that was that, – I'm glad I got a chance to come out here with you and, and not let you down and, and miss birds. <laughs> no, man, you did good. <laughs> so, that was cool. All right, we got to pick it up um, afterwards when we get off the road because my battery's dying. Okay. I need to get – we're going to have to get fuel anyway, so it's a good time to now we're back alright I had to plug in the battery and stuff like that so where were we we were talking about just my thoughts on Nastra oh yeah um I'm looking back on it if I could do it all over again I would have started I would not have registered with UKC first I would have probably spent more time learning the field trial system. Um, like as I've been more interested in it recently, um, I would have just kept Ruger out of the, the testing system um, and just focused him more in the hunting early on like I did. Because earlier, when we're talking about two years ago, I didn't know what I wanted to do with the dog. Um and I could have spent my time training a lab if I was, because I think I was always going to get a lab and then learn the trial system. That way I know what I'm looking for, what to expect, so on and so forth. And I think it's important. So now another reason I like it is because I know what I'm looking towards. And I also know what good dogs look like. I know. Nobody had bad, like nobody had bad dogs out there. Well, no, that's what I was saying. No one's going to have a bad dog and go out there and spend money to run a bad dog. Nope. Like, the people going out there have really good dogs, and you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not going to get an easy match. Like, that's why we were in first place for so long. Right. Because no one was going out there and finding four birds. Everyone was coming back and splitting it, right? Three birds here, two birds here, three birds here, two birds here. So my three birds was holding up to first place for a while. Right. And that's, I mean, and that was cool, but also learning the strategy of it. So I guess if the field, if, if it, I don't know how they, how the judges see those different quadrants. I don't, I really don't understand it, but once some, there are people that do that, all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. So I would be curious to know if uh, if there's like a, a methodology that they go by. Like, all right, let's go in zigzags. Let's go down, you know, down to one end and come back to the other and just, you know, shoestring that thing the whole way through. Um, you definitely have your veterans, you know, that have run that field many, many, many times. Right. And kind of know where the bird guide drops off birds, you know, in yeah. that area. Yeah. And they know to clear these areas, uh, I would think. Yeah. I mean, I know if I run, when I run that field again on, on the 23rd of February. You know where to look. I'm definitely going to go back to that left-hand corner, mm-hmm. you know. I just yeah. think there might be a bird. <laughs> well, and I, I I would think that the judges, if we're trying to emulate a hunt, I would think that the judges would be wise enough to know what likely wild bird cover would look like. So my thought is I think they would plant them in more likely areas. Mm-hmm. That could be right, sure. that could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that. You don't think so? No, we're finding birds in the middle of the field. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're, actually, yes, you're very right. Because the uh, that that one that I missed, the first round, it was just in a little clump. Right. Right. Yeah, they're um, just putting birds out there far enough away. Yeah. Now, what's also interesting is all the judges have a different preference for what they like and what they score on. Because remember, the one judge kept talking about Summit style. He just couldn't get over that point. Yeah, but I don't think I, I don't think the judges differentiate. I just think that that guy liked her style. He just liked her style. Yeah, I'm not, it seemed to me I'm not like, sure I got better points for that. No, I don't think it was better points. You could just tell what they probably like enjoyed looking at. Yeah. You know, versus some may like a dog quarter, you know, the way a dog quarters. Some may like the way a dog just holds a point. And I'm just speculating, just being a newbie, like, all right, and, and being behind you guys, looking, all right, well, what is this judge like? What is this judge like? Um, these are all things that kind of go on in my head, you know, when I was there. Um, one thing that you also said yesterday that was smart was not letting that bird get too far out. Yeah, for the quicker retreat. Right, for the quicker retreat. Smart. You don't have to worry so much about, you know, the dog putting it down and things like that. So, I mean, it's 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 a very, very, very intense game. That second second brace was the most intense. Um, according to the judge, that was probably one of the more intense hunts that day. Yeah. Up, up until that point that they had seen. That was fun. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I would definitely do it again. And it, it don't hurt that... George is so open to us, you know, using his field and things like that for training. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's just cool to be around people that, I mean, they just run, they are dog men. Like, they are just <laughs> running dogs. It, it, it's cutthroat, you know, and they're very nice guys. But they are not playing the radio out there on the field. Like, no, they're they're very competitive. Yeah. Now, one thing we all, I also noticed, your handling style was different than the guy that you were running against on that pointer. Right. So, uh, oh, two little ducks, geese, geese. Uh, yeah, I don't like to talk to Summit much when she's running. I like I just like to let her run, let her hunt. And let her play off of me. So, if she, I mean, if she sees me turning left, she knows to get in front of me. Right. I don't have to call her. You know, I don't have to tell her, hey, hey, hey. You know, I just, I'll give her a couple <laughs> to get her attention. Mm-hmm. She'll see which way I'm pointing and she'll get in front of me. Mm-hmm. So, if I want to hit a certain area, all I have to do right. is point my body in that direction. She's going to get in front of me. And, and that's a very interesting thing interesting thing for me too again because honestly as a as a gunner my focus is honestly not on you at no point during the thing all i gotta do i mean other than stand behind you i'm actually concerned about the bird and the dog because and and i've never had to you know flush birds from summit before many times i've seen her her point I learned to look where she was at. I mean, seriously, you you called it. You were like, look at her eyes. Right. It's going to be right there. And I walked over a bird. Yeah. And it didn't flush. And, you know, she ended up uh, catching it or whatever. But it's just a very, it's, you know, all of the parts to the cog work together. Yeah. And everything has its own particular yeah. relationship. Yeah, her eyes will tell you exactly. I mean, spot on. Yeah, I, and if you're in front of her and she's on point, and you flushed around, flushed around, flushed around, you can't find that bird. Yep. You look at Summit's eyes, and she will be looking dead at that bird. Yep. And that's that's a very interesting. So, all that makes me think is, all right, well, what are the what are the things that I got to learn about my dog when when we get to that point? Because every one of them is going to have their own little ways of communicating. Yeah. Um, and it and, and, and just kind of gets the, the wheels turning a little bit more. I mean, I'm two weeks out from picking up that pointer 
Um, and I'm just, I just got more thoughts, more, much more that I kind of want to make sure I cover. And one thing I also noticed that's just very important. All everybody's dogs was always ahead, always ahead. And that's a different uh, way of thinking for me. Cause typically I want my lab. Yeah. I want them ahead sometimes if I'm running them, you know, upland, but most of the time I'm healing them and all of y'all's dogs, it, it, you didn't have to say it. They just always stay forward. Yeah. They know. They just they know got to, to be in the stay front. forward. Yep. Um, and so it's going to be a big, it's going to be a bit of a change for me. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun for sure. For sure. Um, and and now I wonder, like, all right, so what is a horseback trial like? You know, I got all these questions. Right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, all right, so what what comes after here? Um, I want to know what, like, what some of these other trainers do to get prepared. Like, and I'm talking about the ones that are doing Nastra all the time. Yeah. You know what what is their training like? Well, you know, I think that force fetching their dogs absolutely because you're trying to get the most points as you can and i have not force fetched summit and you'll see like she has this i don't know it's a possessive thing or what have you but she'll bring the bird like she brought she'll bring a bird 200 yards away and right when she gets about a foot and a half to two feet from you she'll turn her head down like uh, I don't know if I, I want to give it to you. Yeah, but she gives it to me all the time. Yeah, but I always have to reach for that bird. Right now, you can't. All right, so let's say she doesn't bring a bird all the way back. She has to bring it within three feet. Within three, you you can't. You can take one step forward, right? right. Okay. Yeah, I noticed you were doing that. Yeah. You 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 left one foot planted and you just did not move that. I was like, why is he doing that? Oh. He might not be able to move. No, I can't. <laughs> it's like, okay, there we go. Um, so, you know, it's, it's it's interesting how it is. That's not a trial where, you know, you want to get out there and try and be all fancy. You shoot. No, you need to be reasonable about what you're shooting. You're not, I, I don't think I would take like a 28 gauge out there or, you know, something that would risk me missing missing the bird right it's it's a it's a smart man's hunt it is part of that game is to kill that bird right i guarantee because you can't get to retrieve if the bird is still flying Mm -hmm. so i mean and there's a but the whole time honestly i i felt like i was back in competitive sports i was like okay this is what that adrenaline was like back then all right cool um so I just appreciated going out there and I mean to me it builds on that the relationship between the handler and the dog it has to like some field trials you don't you don't shoot birds you just pull the dog off so now I now I wonder if I want to do a field trial where I can't shoot right so it, it just raises a lot a lot a lot of questions Another thing is, I don't have to travel from here to the end of the world to get to one. Right. They're right here in Alabama. So, overall, I've had a very, very uh, good experience. A very good one. So, what? Uh, were, were there any of the other guys out there that told you anything? Because I know you asked a couple of questions in the beginning to someone ago. Was there anything that kind of stood out to you? No. Nothing crazy. I guess the one probably one of the better uh, pieces of advice I got was think of the field as a five sided dice and you flatten it out and mm-hmm. each each side is a quadrant mm-hmm. and the bird guy is going to put out a bird in each of those quadrants. So you just need to figure out where is the quadrants. You know, if I found a bird here, okay, so obviously that's one of the quadrants. And then I saw the other guy find a bird over there. Well, after you put two of those quadrants together, you kind of get an idea of what the, it looks like. Right. And kind of gives you an idea of where to go look for, for a bird. 
Right. And you, you just, I mean, you weigh your options, really. Just it's a, it's, it's a little math to it. A little bit. I've got to get fuel. Cool. So we're going to have to pause, probably. <laughs> probably so. And... All right. Picking up from the five-sided dice. I didn't get that reference until we got off the field. Right. Well, it was hard to comprehend the reference mm-hmm. on the field. If because it, you're up against the time. I don't have time to figure this out out here. Right. You know? And, and see, that was the thing. I mean, there's just a lot of thinking going back and, and doing it. But overall, I really thought that was just a very, very, very good trial to go to. I would recommend anybody do it. Yep. Um, as long as their dog. Yeah, now you can, need to put some work in. Right. Your dog needs to at least hold birds until the bird has been flushed. Yeah. If your dog takes a step, just one step, while you're trying to flush, that's a, that's a uh, no shoot. Right. And you don't get points. Right. Now, what was interesting to me as a gun gunner was knowing when to call safeties. Now you called a few of them. Yeah, I want to get, safe, you, get man. your head straight, man. Because I was like, I wasn't going to pull the trigger, but calling a safety wasn't necessarily the first thing on my mind. Like, I just didn't keep my finger on it. That way, I, I wouldn't be able to shoot. Right. But you called it, and I was like, oh yeah, that was a good call. Because <laughs> when you're in it the, for the for the first time. It's just not on your mind. Right. Um, and you just got to watch the bird and see where the bird... If the bird flushes up and flies towards anybody, right? Yeah. Or the gallery, yeah. or a dog, you call safety. Just don't even worry about shooting. Just call safety and be done with it. Right. And, and that was the smartest thing. So, now the rules for the safety are what specifically? Can you explain what the... What, I guess, uh, deems a safety. So the safety is an average of your retrieves, right? So that's, for example, if you got two safeties and one retrieve. Right. Well, your retrieve will then fall over on those two safeties. Gotcha. Let's say you found four birds and you get a 65 on one retrieve, a 70 on the other retrieve, then the average of the 65 and 70 will fall over on those two safeties. Does that make sense? Right. And that's what they're tallying up at the end right. when you get off the, the field. Points. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's very interesting. And, you know, especially if you have multiple dogs out there, like a lot of a lot of guys did, you must run spend, spend your time out there all day. Oh, yeah. But... Like I said, it's a lot just, of money too, right? Oh yeah, a lot and of money. It's forty dollars uh, per dog. Per no, forty dollars per race per dog, right? So if you got, for example, if you got two dogs and you're going to run both races with both dogs, that's one hundred sixty dollars, right? Yeah. God, boy, you can. We looked out there. There were some people with three and four dogs. I, I. I wish I was a, a baller like that, but, but I don't, I, I'm not sure that those that were running three dogs were running a field, B field with each dog. You know, I think they were just running a field with this dog, a field with this dog, a field with this dog, or however they got drawn. But right. I don't think they were running multiple fields with their dogs. Their dogs. Because that, that would be expensive real quick. Uh, it, it get very very expensive now I guess can you explain the point system like how or what are the dogs judged on oh wow if you I mean if you know off the top of your head because obviously well, I don't book. know I mean obedience I don't, was one I don't know the uh, the points mm-hmm. per se but you get you get points for uh, the find ground coverage backing obedience retrieve 
There's only five slots. Was there? Yep. So then that must be it. That was it. Uh, I hope I'm not wrong here. We could be out. But if I am, we're both newbies, so. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. So you, they can get over it quick. <laughs> I, I mean, that was, that was the majority of what I remember seeing on the point sheets. Yeah. Um, but just kind of learning how they score would be you know would be interesting like finding out things like all right what does it take to be a judge what you know what affects their decision on what number to give now, all of those things are questions that i had for you know in my in my head yeah um, i mean and i'm pretty sure as you and i both do it more we'll find out i mean right now you know i just want to run summit to see where she was at and right. see what she could do but as we do it more we're going to be able to find out okay i got it i got an 81 on the fine <laughs> what does it take for a dog to get a 85 right you know uh, and then what is what does a high score retrieve look like and as you do it over and over i think you'll get to where you will find those things out and then you can train for them better, right? Right. Right. Well, overall, man, excellent job from Summit. Yeah. I, I got to say. She was she was on. I, I've definitely got to say. So we shall continue more, guys. There will be more field trialing and more NASTRA coverage. Definitely. Um and you are going again on the 23rd. Yes. Same place. Same place. Wish I could be there, but I will be going to pick up a dog. So, can't do it. But I think, I think we should continue this team thing. Yeah. Continue it was fun. team thing. That has to happen. Now we just got to get Hunter out there. Hunter and Hope. Let right. That, let that That's team. their own team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let Hope shoot for Hunter. That's what I want to see. That will be funny. And I hope they're listening to it. Oh, they'll listen to this. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, there will be more coverage, like I said. Um, I'm trying to spend some more time, you know, in the field trial um, category as far as kind of identifying more individuals in the, the wing shooting and gun dog world. So I do want to do some more coverage on field trials and the strategies and things like that. So look forward to that. Um, we've got another good episode coming up around the same same category. So anyway, it's another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook, and we shall see you guys later. Did y'all enjoy that? I hope you did. Um, if you can't tell. The Nastra Field Trial was very, very, very fun. So, with that being said, I hope you guys not only, you know, may have learned something from it, um, hopefully you go participate. Definitely, if you feel like you have a dog that is, you know, up to par and ready to participate, go do it. And even if you don't, I mean, go out there, meet the guys, enjoy Um you know, join the Nasher Club. Hell, I did on the spot. Um, so anyway, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, go check out Dakota 283 Kennels. Please, please, please stay tuned for a promo code from Dakota 283. If you have any questions about the Pride Dog Food, go check them out. Let me know if you got any questions. I can definitely tell you about anything um, coming up. So, with that being said, um, that's another episode, guys. That is another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook. And there's another episode coming up very, very, very soon. All right? I'm not going to tell you who. I don't like to spill the beans. And like I said before in an Instagram story, I can't too much hold water anyway, so I'm going to challenge myself. So anyway, 
You guys have a great one. Um, enjoy the Super Bowl. I'm not like the biggest football fan in the world, but I mean, the Super Bowl is here in Atlanta, um, my hometown. So it's kind of wild downtown from what I understand. So anyway, if you're watching it, um, enjoy it. Have fun. You know, go to a party. Be safe. Don't do anything crazy. Because I need you here for another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook next time. All right, guys? Take it easy. Catch you later.